the Jewish Divorce Project. Because marriage doesn't always work out and chicken soup doesn't always help. That's wonderful. We didn't hate each other at the end. So that's good. Good for you. That's wonderful. It's a very different place of things are good. It's compatible. Like just there's no rush. That's what it feels like to me. There's just no rush. I don't need a ring on my finger. I don't want anyone to move into anybody's house. (laughs) Like, let's just take our time and see where this goes. Like it's not any crazy rush to have an answer for anything. It feels different and better. Yeah, I was talking about that with someone that uh, in some ways, like having custody schedules that are off makes things difficult, but it also does aid in kind of just the relationship building process that taking its time, you know. And it's impossible. If you are dating somebody with a different custody schedule, how and when do you ever see each other? Well, because they're not, it's not exclusively different. It's just difficult. Like for instance, this woman that I'm talking to right now, right? Her kids only see their father on the weekends. So, you know, I'll, that means I have at least two weekends a month in which I mm. could see her, um, you know, and uh, babysitters still exist, right? From time to time, right? right. Uh, and as the vaccines start rolling out, that'll make life a little bit easier too. Um, right. Daytime activities also be easier when kids go back to school, perhaps. Um, you know, so it's not that bad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, even though you could find exceptions to those during a dip, during a challenging, you know, custody schedule in comparison, it still aids in the process of just kind of chilling things out, which is really good, I think, at this stage. Because I think, I wonder if part of the problem is that, I know for me, I think I got married definitely way before I really knew myself and knew like what I would do to a big relationship and whether or not like I would have been really able to like balance all the kids and all the shit and like that. And there's no instruction booklet for like when you do get married, like nobody said, like they say, make, take a making marriage work class or something like that. Right. Go talk to your rabbi. Right. But there's not like a real intensive about all the other stuff that end up leading to divorce or whatnot. It's such a different ball game second time around when it feels to me, and maybe this is just personal to me, there's a different or no agenda other than the relationship. The first time around, there's so many other parts of um, building a life together in terms of uh, financial and then a family and our values are aligned and living together. And then second time around, it feels to me like, hey, is this a good relationship or not? <laughs> not that it might it not start. get to a different place eventually, but right now it's, let's just, be compatible. That's just being in a relationship and there's no agenda other than that. But doesn't that seem like the right way to do it now? I mean, all those other things well, you now, about, like values and whatnot, like, yeah, those are aligned, but those are also aligned by like the communities that you're rolling in. You know, so yeah, like- but I can only say that now divorce, would I say, would I give oh, that sure. advice to somebody in their early twenties getting married for the first time? I hear no. you. Yeah, right. That's why this is a great place to be. I feel very lucky. How was your pace off? Uh, it was good. You know, I, it was very minimal. 
really was just matzah and wine and Zoom uh, for the kids <laughs> and a hunt for the afikom. And, you know, it wasn't anything huge. Tamar uh, took the boys to her mom's. I had the boys for the first night so they could Zoom with my family. And then the second night they went to her mom's, which was great. She, you know, had the Seder and had it really fun for the boys too, which was wonderful. So I'm glad that they got that. Uh, you know, and uh, just kind of did my thing, you know, work, <laughs> you know. Right. Life goes on, but with Massa. Yeah, it wasn't really that different. The The Liberation Theology episode, I think, turned out good. Um, it was a lot of fun putting it together. Um, yeah. Starting to meet new women, all that stuff, which is good. Okay, fine. Don't you have like a deck of cards that you flip with like interesting questions or something like that? Sure. <laughs> 3,000 questions about me. Let's see. <laughs> what freedom do you feel is not really free anymore? <laughs> Jesus. It's only 8.23 where I am. It's still too early. Were you celebrating Pesach when you were in Jackson Hole at all? No. Not at all. You didn't even bring matzah with you? <laughs> no. How did that feel? Amazing. There's no feelings associated with it. It's, oh, really? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. You were not at some point like waking up going like, I know that I should be making a matzah bride right now. Nope. Absolutely not. The rhythms of your soul are not set to it in that way. Ooh, what a beautiful phrasing of that question. Thank you. Um, no. <laughs> No, I have such a different relationship to it. It's so, it's the opposite of freedom to me. And it's just obligatory and heavy and guilt-ridden and shame-based. And so to let go of it, it's just, oh, that's where my freedom is. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so you, yeah, I can see that now. Hmm. Wow. That's really oh, good. Yeah, didn't really. I mean, a few times um, it crossed my mind. Like, oh, this is funny. Um, one time we got like a plate that was looked like matzah on the plate a little bit. So I'm like, oh, matzah plate. <laughs> I was we're celebrating. <laughs> is this guy Jewish, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very. Very. Um, well, not very. No, no. Did you do a Seder at all? Yeah. So I was here first days with oh. my siblings came in and we did a Seder uh, oh. with my parents. It was really nice. Gotcha. Very yeah. nice. Um, it was actually the first time we had a Seder without kids around. Mm. Different experience. None of you had kids? It was fast. <laughs> um, I'm the only one of, we were four siblings. I'm the only one with kids. Um, really? One just got married and then the other two are single. Wow. I'm the oldest of the four. And whether there's two more in Israel, right? One's in Israel with a million kids and one is actually in Boca, but not walking distance. Right. So okay. she has kids. And so this was all the uh, technically single <laughs> siblings, but my kids weren't there. It was the first Seder just without kids. Different. What's it like in your family in terms of being the divorced one? Well, I'm not. My sister's also divorced, but she's oh, really? married. Yeah. Well, what was it like anyway in your family when you got divorced? Well, I wasn't the first one. My sister got divorced first. And so um, she kind of took that role. 
-hmm. <laughs> first. So it wasn't this like novel idea that that was happening within the family and oh my God, and get, like getting over the shame of creating that broken home and being the first one to do it. But there was also the addition of like a second child divorce. Like, do I want to put that on everyone's plate? And, you know, it kind of reflects poorly to some degree. I think on my parents, like, ooh, they have two kids who are divorced. What did, what did they do wrong? Uh, it's two out of six. So I guess um, statistically, it's not that the bad. The percentages are good for it. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it just makes people stop and think, oh, two. Um, but I just think the culture is just, it's not, it's not necessarily my parents or my upbringing. It's the, the culture of getting married young without knowing who you're marrying. And um, sure. You know, that I, it's funny though, because my sister got married at 25 and I remember she was considered so old, <laughs> like, like, oh my God, she's so old. She was an old maid at 25. And when she got engaged, it was this big mazel tov of, oh, thank God. Thank God. She was 25. She was reaching the point of no return. She was almost this like, oh, this undesirable over the age of 25. Two of my sisters got engaged at 25 and it was a big deal. <laughs> wow. So they, 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 Hashem. yeah, oh, it was really felt like that in the home of like, oh, thank God, this sigh of relief that, that they got married at 25. That's, that's interesting. Thinking that uh, it would reflect poorly on your parents. Did that not cross your mind? No, no, actually it didn't. Um, and I don't know why. Um, I do feel a little bit like a black sheep. I'm not treated like a black sheep, but I do feel a little bit like a black sheep. How many of your siblings are married? All of them. <laughs> They're all married. They're all married with kids. I guess you can't comment on your perspective of their marriages publicly. <laughs> no, and I don't know that I would, and I don't know that I really could. I mean, um, when I catch up with them, you know, I'm not asking them about the quality of their marriages or anything like that. Oh, but you don't have a perspective? You don't go and see and spend time with them and, and oh, think, sure. oh, they have a good marriage. They don't have a great marriage or I'm uncomfortable with the way. One yeah. But I wouldn't share that here. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and I do also wonder like what goes on from behind the Instagram pictures because they're like everyone else. Like they're not posting the dark moments and the difficulties that they're having. And I know that they have dark moments and difficulties in their marriages like everyone else does. Do you not see them often? Maybe, I mean, I know this year has been different. Well, I mean, this is exceptional, but right. we're also in California, you know. And everyone's so, on the East Coast. Yeah, um, but it has been difficult because we started a tradition of doing family vacations together. And so we were in Delaware two summers ago, which was wonderful when I was going through the divorce. And so I was hoping for that again this past summer, which didn't happen. And I'm hoping at some point it'll happen this summer, but we haven't been able to make plans because nothing's been certain about it. So, I mean, yeah. things are opening up again. Travel, everyone's traveling. Yeah, know, we'll see. Plans. We'll see, we'll see. My Where parents have started to get vaccinated too, which is good. Oh, cool. Yeah. And is it Delaware again or new? I don't know. I would love it if everyone came out here. I think California's got a lot to offer. And it's are not they as open? They're opening up. They're opening up. We'll see. The beaches were open all last time. So. Wow. They'll probably be open again, especially since people are getting vaccinated now. Yeah, How, you're done. You're one and done, right? Well, no, I'm. Uh, I got mine through City of Hope. It was two rounds. Oh, I thought um, you were getting the new one. That was just the one shot. 
no, but this the City of Hope was the most up-to-date one in that it had like all the antibodies that they were bringing in from the variants. Oh, cool. Yeah. What company is it? It's private through City of Hope. It's their own vaccination that they're coming out with. Wow. Yeah. And you got both rounds already, you're done? Yep. Wow, interesting. And the schools are still shut? Uh, they're opening up going to a hybrid model uh, starting next week. The school uh, year is almost done. I know. The boys are on spring break camp, which is nice. So there's like longer stretches during the day. So things feel a little bit more freeing up. But, you know, I texted with the ex uh, just the other day about how they were at the end of the spring break camp, which said they were exhausted, which is great because I don't think they've been exhausted at the end of the day for a long time now. Right. Uh, and admittedly, it was nice, kind of. Normally, we would do custody exchange at 2 p.m. I would take the boys over to her place yesterday, but instead, I dropped them off at spring break camp at 7.30 in the morning, oh, <laughs> you know, nice. and just kind of, like, sat around for a little bit, enjoying the, un, you know, uh, the, the unprepared-for silence of a Monday morning. Right, it's a whole new reintegration back to what used to be normal, <laughs> and now it's, just this, wait, how do I do this again? What I feel so behind about things. It's crazy. I feel really behind. I got to start catching up now. Emails and stuff. Oh, man. Work I need to do. Feels like I'm coming out of like a hibernation. <laughs> I, I was actually talking to somebody about it earlier today where I feel like there's this new, it, there's going to, there will be a need for this new type of therapy of reintegration therapy back to society. Um, it's going to be a whole new branch of just exactly how, to be, right. how to put on clothing, right. <laughs> how to socialize with people. How Take to one thing at a time. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we get so acclimated to how things are and then just getting back to that norm. Now that it's quiet, right? How do you do something with it? Yeah. Oof. Right. Yeah, I don't know what we have. Similar to divorce in a way of just getting acclimated to a new norm. Yeah. And, you know, that's um, been something that's been coming up in one of the conversations I've been having lately uh, that it's difficult, like that it's a new way of life. We've been used to like the, the settling element of, of married life when like you just kind of move with another person. So you have those rhythms. And then part of the difficulty is like, what the hell am I supposed to do with myself now? And that, that, like that open space, all right, good. This is a good past, post-Passover conversation, right? We're in the wilderness now. We're wandering around. What do we do mm -hmm. with that open space of who we are, right? Like what are the boundaries that we have to define ourselves and how do we really figure out what do we enjoy and who we want to be and what do we want to do with our lives now that we're doing it on our own now where we don't have to take someone else necessarily into consideration with every small decision. It's a very scary place to be. It is. It's a desert. It's a wilderness. It's a, it's a wilderness. It's, wilderness. Also a, it's also a new beginning. It's just a re, time for reinvention. But it definitely is a reintegration and, and some type of transformation. We've talked about dating being a, a doorway in that way of kind of like knowing what you want, what you're interested in, just going on a lot of first dates. What do you think are other good ways to kind of learn about yourself uh, in this whole wilderness period? Trying new things. Yeah. Um, it's just an opportunity to try new things, try new hobbies, experiment, um, be with people, don't be with people. 
you know, yeah. try both sides of the spectrum. Just go with what you want to do. And do things you don't want to do, right? Right, right. <laughs> do both right. sides of everything. Right, try the new things. You've got to but try But I would say just try, try new things um, and just see what feels good and what doesn't feel good. I was talking to a woman on one of the dating apps. She was like, this new thing is so difficult because I don't know what to do with myself. There are times when, even when I don't have my kids after I've dropped them off of my exes, I just want to be by myself. Like I don't even want to go out. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Did she consider that a bad thing? No, not at all. She enjoys it. And I completely agree with her. Yeah. Sometimes you just want quiet. It's me time. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? There's different types of me time. There's me time alone. There's me time dating. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just me time friends. There's different times. So explore all those different times. The wilderness. You have to start establishing a better relationship with yourself. Very true. Thank you. I think that's (laughs) what we're trying to get at here. Oprah, you can call us. We're ready. (laughs) And what are your tips for establishing a better relationship with yourself? I say take a step back from everything and just gain some perspective first. You know, I mean... Take a, just a look at where you are. I, I think that's the type of thing that works for me. I wouldn't be able to go through like a wilderness without saying like, okay, what does everything look like? You know, like I couldn't drive out to Jackson Hole in a car, just like headed out and say it's in that general direction. I would need to see like what would be around me. So I, I would encourage anyone just to kind of take a look at your resources. What do you have at you? You know, where are your friendships at? Where are your relationships at? where your finance is at, how your relationships with your kids, you know, how do you feel about your own health? And then take a look at like where you want to put some real kind of energy in those directions, be deliberate about it and try and, and try new things in those areas. Oh, that's cool. You might be able to find relation, um, life categorization inventories online where you kind of can rate the different areas of your life. And then you see what's low, what you're surprised with that's low. And then what you want to focus on. That's a good idea. The wheel of life. Yeah. The wheel of life is a good mechanism. I think there's actual website for the wheel of life. You could do like a digital version and then they'll send it to you. So you can see, Uh, you just have to be honest in your inventory about it. Like how do you feel you are in those things? And then just take a look at it. And go from there. Good idea. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. That's a nice green sweater that you're wearing, by the way. It's very springtime. Thank you. It's kind of springtime. In Florida, it's always somewhat summer or spring. It's springtime here. The week of winter we get. I think my allergies are going to start kicking up. Let me get Mm. some some meds for that. And in the meantime, if uh, you have any plans for how you're going to deal with the wilderness in your life now, you know, being in this big open expanse of new life post-divorce, share your thoughts with us. We'd love to hear it. Send it to us at the Jewish Divorce Project at gmail.com or uh, check us out on the web at www.thejewishdivorceproject.com. That's right. That's yeah. And you can that. also find us on social oh. media, right? I mean, Instagram, Instagram. Facebook <laughs> at the Jewish Divorce Project. My mind is still, <laughs> I'm still on vacation mode. 
<laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll figure out what this episode sounds like. <laughs> We're reintegrating. Yeah, reintegrating. That's the that's the title. Reintegration. Um, Alrighty. Mm-hmm.